Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Friday. Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. <sighs> Welcome, everyone, to the toast to Friday, to the end of the week. We're sliding into the weekend, and the toast, your favorite shouting words podcast, will get you there. I feel good. I know that I would. It's Friday. We have a gorgeous show. We're wearing our new merch. Life is good. You know, woohoo. In case you missed it yesterday, we have a merch drop coming up Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. The Wench Collection. The Wench Collection. Claudia Claudia is now wearing the cream Wench reindeer set. So gorgeous. So sweet. So cute. And I am wearing Wenchy Lights, which is Wench in Lights. I'm so excited about this merch shop. I'm so excited that it's Friday. It's going to be a great show. And I'm even more excited because on yesterday's show, I did like probably one of the most annoying things a human being could do and say like, oh my God, I have the craziest thing to tell you, the biggest piece of gossip. And then I said, wait, no, I can't say it. It was embargoed. But thankfully, one of our stories today is the news that leaked that leaked, and then Claudia will share her perspective. Because I was there. And what she would, what she would have said yesterday. Yes. So that's really exciting. We can button that up. I know people That was annoying. Itching. I did get a few texts. So like, did I. What is so it? So did I. Did you tell them? Yeah, I said I'll call you later, and then I forgot to call them. That's so dirty. That's so, that's so dirty. It's the future. It's she the won't phone tell. Call. She, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Turtle. Oh, it's just Friday. Like I'm smiling. I'm smiley turdy. Like it's Friday. It feels like a well-earned Friday. It was a very good, busy, productive week. And I'm just so excited to ease into the weekend. And next week is a holiday. It's a holiday. It's Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for next week. Just enter the chill zone. You yeah. Know? So next week's scheduling update. There are shows Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are off for Thanksgiving. I'm overjoyed i can't wait i don't even like thanksgiving food but i love the thanksgiving vibes we have a lot i know that's like not what you want to hear some people want to show every day but we have good news too the good news is that next week we will have patreon episodes on the days that we are out and today we have a new patreon episode that just dropped yesterday general q a with jackson turd where everyone just got to write whatever questions they have for us and we're answering them so many great questions so many great conversations we're going to do a part two because we have one million more questions that are pertinent to the situation so that will be forthcoming next week and next week we are also doing our annual patreon episode which is the fast five stories that you need to know for the thanksgiving table so we're choosing five like world news stories that people are going to be talking talking about at Thanksgiving. We're going to break it down for you as best as we can. And then we're also going to give you a hot take to bring to the table. Yeah, start so some trouble. That, that is one of our favorite episodes to do and most productive. Yeah, no. And also I find myself learning so much during that episode because, you know, I very much like to, you know, keep to myself. I like to just, you know, in, engage with things that I am naturally inclined to engage with. And doing the Fast Five Thanksgiving annual every year, I learned so much. We were talking about this on Patreon, how last year we finally like read everything and learned and understood everything about what was going on with FTX. And yeah. everyone was talking about it at the time and I had no fucking clue what these people were talking about. And then we did the episode and I really felt like a world leader. 
I mean, you are. Yeah, and so we will leave you after that episode feeling like a world leader. So like Jackie said, even though there's no regular Toast episodes next week, if you're desperate for an episode, there will be one on the day's one every day on the days that we are not in. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week. Monday, we've got the merch drop. Today, we've got a gorgeous show. I mean, celebrate good times. Come on. Come on. Let's celebrate. Take your good times and your bad times too. You're going to have a party together with you. Instead of celebrate and have a good time. You're doing a lot of singing for like being on a show with a person who has kind of a perfect voice right now. It's Friday and I can't help that the actual joy I feel over the fact that it's Friday is emulating through my bones. Oh, oh, oh. Bless you. It, it's it's coming through me and manifesting itself in song. I, I won't apologize for that ever. <laughs> Okay. Um, did you finish fourth wing? I did finish fourth wing and I started Iron Flame. Wow. That's a fun thing to be able to do, to just jump from one to the next. What percent? You're probably further than me in Iron no, Flame. No, no, no. Like, they just got back to Basquiat. They haven't even, like, walked through the doors. They just landed. Got it. Yeah, I'm 10. I was reading all night last night. I'm 10%. Like, what is no, going on? No, the book on? is really long. The book is really long. And, like, the writing style is just very, she, you know, she doesn't spare any words. No. Like, they're all there. Yeah. Every word, every She thought. used all There's, of them. She used all of them. So, I, I mean, it's still good, and, and I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, what else can I tell you about myself before we dive in? Well, I could tell you that I'm rearranging my spice cabinet. I don't know if you guys have seen, I, but I have bought, I've bought uniform spice jars, and that is going to be my project this weekend, labeling. I think it's for the best, like... I'm not one to judge, obviously, but, you know, your spice rack was, like, kind of a dump. How would you know? We made a brisket together, and I was in charge of spices. That's true. And what does your spice rack look like? I mean, I just had the organizers come, so, like, it looks pretty good. Do you have uniform spice? I do. Oh. Hey. Hey. Bless you. Oh, I'm not okay. Bless Am I getting you. sick? I'll die. You got, you need a Norton's antivirus. What? Oh, good one. Because my illness was contagious. Um... I do have a uniform spice rack, but I don't use it. Uh, well, I'm going to be sifting spices all day today, which is very, like, the, I like that sort of activity. It's like mind-numbing, calming, Yeah. as long as I can find the time to do it. But I think I, I will. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm going to cook a little dinner, one pot What's dish for dinner? tonight. It's like a chicken teriyaki bake. Oh, that sounds fucking good. I'll, I, I found the recipe on Instagram from the wooden skillet. I'll send it to you. Oh, Make Ben make it for you. A chicken teriyaki. I don't care if it's baked, fried, roasted, grilled, or no, shoved like, up my vagina. Like, I love. Chicken teriyaki, and then the veggies and the rice are cooked in the one pot with the chicken. Mm. Yeah. And is the chicken, like, cut up? Is it breasts? It's thigh. Oh. I know you don't love oh, thigh. No. Thigh? But, like, thigh, I, I don't know what to do because I love a breast, obviously. But, like, you don't get the juice with a breast. Like, why thigh? No. No. Dish ruined. Like, Can you make it with white meat? I don't like dark meat on a ch on chicken or on honestly no, anything. I like a thigh, the parts I could eat of it, which is like three bites, because the rest three is like bites crazy. Is like skin and bones. Maybe I could make a couple thighs, a couple breasts, because you do need the fat. Like chicken breasts have no fat on them. Oh, sorry, I will not be making this dish. Like a couple times, I've tried to replace like a, a classic dish 
in, instead of using thighs and legs, I've used breasts. Mm -hmm. There's no flavor. I refuse to believe that because I love a chicken breast. No, Claudia, I well, remember when I made you guys that World War II meal at my house when my friends were yes. here? And it turned out so poorly because I only used chicken breasts and not the rest of the chicken. I don't like it. It just had no flavor. It just it was World War II food because um, they were rationing. The, the flavors were rationed. Um, and it was like meat and potatoes with no flavor. I don't care. Like, no. I was thinking of maybe throwing a couple breasts into the pot. Oh, I got two. If, I but got you, two if you need. But you know I don't like to deviate from the recipe. Yeah. So I'm struggling. I'm so sorry for you. I've been through a lot, Turdy. I've been through but a lot. But that won't stop you from spreading joy today. Spreading Never. holiday cheer. You are the cheermeister. I am. I am. And... Yeah. <laughs> All out of things to say. Yeah, I like... She's speechless. I ran out of compliments, you know? That's okay. It's true. I won't let my personal stresses and issues affect the show ever. Especially not this chicken debacle. No. Um, it's all going to work out. Dirty. Yeah, so let me know how the OPD turns out. I will. I love an OPD. And honestly, I'm just like itching to get to the stories so I can share my piece of gossip. So you can make it about you. I understand. Oh my God, she's calling me out hard today. No, I know. Talking about my spices was hard. But no, we did it. We I feel it. like I was extremely <laughs> supportive. No, and you were able to make it about you because you had been in my spice cabinet for the rest. Right, right. And I don't think, like, let's just talk really quickly. I don't think, like, that's me making everything about myself. Like, that's me being a part of your journey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but I think it's hard when I'm talking about something that, like, you're not a part of. Yeah, no, and I just think for, like, the sake of the show, like, we should talk about things that we're both a part of, you know? Oh, okay. I'll make sure to hold everything to that standard. I think so. So without further yeah. ado, yeah. yeah, it's time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know, including Turdy's bit of tea. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. This time of year can be a lot, and it feels very natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of those stresses and changes, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. Like, once I know that the traffic in New York is starting to get bad, like, I know holiday season is officially here. And holiday season for a lot of people can be very isolating, can be very sad. You can miss you know people who have passed you can feel sad for a multitude of reasons and it's totally normal and therapy is just a great way to balance those feelings and BetterHelp is just a fabulous resource because if you're thinking of starting therapy I really recommend giving BetterHelp a try it's done entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule you just fill out a brief questionnaire you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge one of the you know annoying things about therapy is like the social awkwardness of it sometimes you get you meet a therapist and it's just like not a good vibe and it's very natural for you not to like your first, your second, or even your third therapist. Eventually you find someone, but it can be so awkward like calling, canceling, the waiting room. It's just painful. BetterHelp takes all of that away. BetterHelp is done entirely online. You can just like communicate with your therapist in any mode that you feel comfortable with. So you can talk to them on the phone. You can video chat with them. You can even text with them. And it's just really accessible and really convenient. I think a lot more convenient than in-person therapy. Um, and if you need to switch therapists, it's not a big deal. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash toast today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Kitsch. Kitsch's biggest fans are saying that 
Their time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body are game-changing. So are you ready to up your beauty game? Whatever your budget, whatever your skin type, or your hair type, Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices, morning, noon, and night. So maybe you've seen Kitsch's satin pillowcases, their caps, and eye masks. They're great for your hair and skin while you sleep. Or maybe you've seen their heatless satin curling rollers where you can say goodbye to heat damage. I love Kitsch products. Satin scrunchie, hello, I have a satin eye mask too. I use... um. Oh, I love their claw clips. They also have great bottle-free beauty. So shampoo and conditioner bars, if you're wanting to like reduce waste but still have gorgeous hair. They have bars. They look like soap, but it's shampoo and conditioner. No bottles. They last really long, and they smell amazing. Plus, right now, for a limited time, they have a Barbie collab. You can live the Barbie dream life with the Barbie by Kitsch collection, featuring Kitsch's best-selling satin pillowcases in an iconic Barbie pink. Um... Super cute. All of the items are like really good looking, you know, so they're like hair accessories that are stunning, but they work really well. They're made really well. People love it. I love those heatless satin curling rollers. You sleep with them in your hair. You don't have to curl your hair or blow dry your hair. It's fabulous. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash toast. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash toast. One more time, it's mykitsch.com slash toast for 30% off your entire order. I also feel like Kitsch is great for a secret Santa because it's like a cute small thing for like a girly girl in your life. Ooh. And you can... Do you get... I didn't do it yet. Right. No, I'm done. Yeah, but I know I we're doing a family secret Santa um, on our vacation this year. I got... I know who I'm getting. But okay. I wanted to ask you, like, are you and Zach telling each other who... Yes. You are? Because I'm... Who the other got? Oh my God, me and Ben didn't. I don't think you should be allowed. Oh, but I, I want to help him. But what if he got you or you got him? Oh, well, um, then that would suck. Oh man, me and Ben didn't share. Oh wow, because there are some, I heard, I don't know which generator we did for Secret Elfster. Santa, but there are some generators. That's what we used. Okay, but there are some that will, like you can make it so certain people can't get each other. Yeah. We didn't do that. Hopefully no one got their spouse. Um... Are you, how are you feeling about who you got? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good too. I'm dying to know who got me. And like, not to be rude, like, I really hope it's not one of the boys. I just feel like they're not serious about. Right. But that's why they tell their wives and the wives help. No, Even though I'm, Zach had some. I wanted to ask Zach, Olivia. Like, knew, I really don't think we should tell spouses. I mean, it's over. I already did. But also Zach told me what he was thinking about getting for his person. He needed no help. Like, he's fine. Oh, did you guys tell each other who you got for Secret Santa? Question mark. Me and Ben took a vow of silence, period. But Jackie and Zach shared. I wouldn't have been able to. I needed to know who he got. Good thing he didn't get me. Right. And good thing you didn't get him. Yeah. Good but thing. yes, I got, I got someone good. I mean, I don't think there's anyone bad. Like, <laughs> But I got someone good. Yeah, you know what? There really is no one bad because it's not about like the person or how you feel about them. It's like if they're able to receive a good gift. Yeah, like you know, if they like, have a personality think, like... I could think of something to get for everyone. Me too. It's very exciting. We've never done a Secret Santa before. I'm excited. I'm really excited too. I need to start Googling. Yeah. Okay, well, our first story is Turdy's Bit okay. of Tea. So Jewish stars Amy Schumer, Deborah Messing, and Sasha Baron Cohen, among other celebrities and influencers such as Claudia Ashray, slammed TikTok for allowing anti-Semitism to be rife across the platform. We including, way, we don't need to read the article. Let me tell you what happened, okay? Okay, well, the New York Times wrote up this thing that Turdy was trying, was And then it was everywhere. So now that somebody else snitched, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my truth. And this is what I was going to say yesterday. Last night, at, or two nights ago now, at 6 o'clock, 
I had been invited to join a Zoom call where, you know, apparently some big people at TikTok were going to be listening to Jewish celebrities and creators talk about their experience on the app thus far and like why the situation is so dire. And it started out, you know, very nicely. And, you know, of course me, I'm like nosy. There was only like 15 celeb sesh influencers. So I was like looking at everyone. Everybody had their cameras on. Like, let's say I saw Mrs. Amy Schumer's living room. I was like, that's a gorgeous room. And there was somebody with their box turned off. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. And the master of ceremonies, the, the way that the call was supposed to go was we'd hear from TikTok. You know, they were saying they take this very seriously, yada, yada, yada. And then they wanted to hear from some of the biggest creators. I'm not going to name anyone because I don't want to like put their, you know, whatever. But people gave really powerful testimonies about how fucking horrible this last month has been for them. People ranging from like ages 16 to 30. I heard stories about, you know, people's families getting doxxed. I heard stories about, you know, orthodox creators having gotten docs, their address being sent out everywhere and receiving 10 deliveries a day of like pork into their home. Like horrible, horrible things. And we all just were like listening to everybody's um, testimonies. And then if you had something to say, you just wrote in the chat. And I raised my hand and somebody else raised their hand at the same time, somebody with their camera turned off. And so the, the leader of the call, this guy from TikTok was like, all right, let's go to the chat. Let's go to, S the person's username was SBC. And so when you raise your hand, you got brought to the top so everybody could see you. So it was me in this blank box, not to make everything about me. No, literally <laughs> how you're centering yourself and in this story. So SBC turns his camera on. It's Sasha Baron Cohen. I had no idea he was going to be on this call. And he, he's the type of person who has immense power. And, you know, TikTok doesn't affect his you know, business. So all the people on the call this far who get, you know, most of their livelihood from TikTok, they were being extremely respectful. They're not trying to, you know, make themselves a target or piss off people at TikTok. They were just being respectful and just trying to convey, you know, their sadness in an attempt to make a change at TikTok. And Sasha Baron Cohen is not in the same bucket as most of the people. And he just annihilated you guys I could not stop laughing like he was speaking fucking truths and he was just basically saying I understand why up until this point everybody on this call has been immensely respectful but like I don't give a fuck I know how these things work he has an organization that like does things like this and he's like I've spoken to Mark Zuckerberg I've spoken to everyone important in every country and every tech company in the world I know that the issue that's going on on TikTok right now spreading misinformation boosting anti-semitism I know that is fixed with the click of a button I know it's one thing and I I know that you're not doing it. So you can say the guy from TikTok was like, oh, we're trying to do better. He was like, that's bullshit. He said bullshit. That's bullshit. And then he asked the people from TikTok, like, what's your job? What is your job here? And it was like, you know, these fancy titles. And he was like, why isn't the CEO here? Like, this is, you're not taking this seriously. You're doing this to appease people. You're doing this for public perception. You have blood on your hands. This is the worst anti-Semitic propaganda movement since the Nazis spitting facts so hard and he was like talking and then he turned his attention to all the creators being like there is power in you protesting tiktok like stop posting on there tell all your big friends to stop posting on there i know it's your livelihood i know it is and i have empathy for that but there is power in stopping promoting these types of apps he just went on and on everybody's stunned and then he just hangs up king Oh my God, it was the most like baller move I've ever seen in my life. You know, like he, there were no niceties. Mm -hmm. There were no, um, you know, hi, how are you? He came, he said his piece and he left. Obsessed. I mean, it's so true. TikTok has been a 
problem for a while in a lot of different capacities in ways big and small. It's affecting, you know, kids. There's the mental health conversation. There's all these different things about TikTok. But what we're seeing now, I mean, literally a letter to Osama. It's beyond the pale. Like, And by the way, this was before the Osama letter. So we had this call. And then the next morning, Osama bin Laden is trending on TikTok. Like it couldn't have been more poetic. I watched some of those videos of I just read letter to Osama and I'll never look at the world the same again. And like, I'll never look at you the same. Again. It, it, it was so crazy to watch. And it was like, there's so many videos. They also all kind of uh, like parrot the same language, yeah. the way that these people speak. And they also try to sound like so smart and educated. Scholarly. And like scholarly, but it's, it's, it, it's really, really dark. But anyways, TikTok is a big problem. I mean, it's been a national security issue for a while. Now it's an actual security issue and something has to be done. But they're, the, whoever you guys were on a call with, like they, are real, they don't they have d- the power. They, d- they don't have the power. Like no. this is the, a Chinese app. They are happy to poison this country with this app. Like it's it's going how they want it to go. Yeah, no. So it was like a fruitless call. And I think everybody knew that. But, you know, what were we going to do? Say no? No, of course. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if someone was supposed to snitch or not, but I'm glad that it's making headlines. Yeah, no, me too. I'm so glad because now I can speak my truth and I wasn't the snitch. <laughs> and Sasha Baron Cohen is like a major voice. Yes. Who, and I think his voice is also made more potent by the fact that he doesn't use it all the time for everything no he's not like a big speaker outer not a big speak but when he speaks you listen yeah he's also extremely smart yeah and funny and like well respected in his field um and it was just honestly like so crazy I've actually met him once before at a party and he was so incredibly nice him and Isla um but seeing him in this we're so used to seeing him you know Aladdin seeing him so serious and so poignant and so well-spoken and so powerful. I was like, damn daddy. Yeah. No, that's, that's wild. I'm glad you could share. It was a crazy thing to be a part of. Let me tell you. I'm glad you could share your experience. Who invited you? Um, who did invite me? Like the, or- maybe it was, I don't know. I've been like, everybody keeps asking me to like sign these letters. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, put my name. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I think it was maybe Aton, but I'm not sure. Um, and you know who's an unproblematic queen who's been boycotting TikTok for a while now? You. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. You guys get the fuck off TikTok for real. Like I can't. Turdy. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, and it's not even an issue for you. No offense. Like, it, it's not like. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's never been like your place. Yeah. But it does right, feel like one were. of those things that's so big. Like, what impact will me leaving have? You know, except robbing people of the joy I bring. Sasha said you have an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha said. But Sasha didn't know I have like no followers on that app. But if it's like, if it's a lot of little people, like yeah. that matters. Yeah. No, it was. And you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to see the things that you guys are seeing there in your comments and also like in your, for you, like these videos. Yeah, no, and that's what people were sharing. Like not only is the misinformation such a problem on the app, they have no way to monitor like, you know, propaganda, sharing photos, you know, that aren't actually from this year. And, you know, people claiming that they're from yesterday. But the absolute vitriol that gets thrown the way of Jewish creators. And there are no tools 
for creators to protect themselves or protect their mental health. Like you can, the really one tool that Instagram uses you, like you can block words. So like people have literally, they were sharing like, I've been blocking the word Anne Frank because people just say Anne Frank and be like, fuck Anne Frank or Hitler was right. You can block phrases and that tool barely even works because people will just be like Hitler with two R's, you know? Right, or exclamation for the eye. So there was talk about like different tools that they could implement to protect creators, but that doesn't even solve the larger issue. It's just protecting creators. And um, wait, there was another thing. Oh, and, you know, they shared that, you know, in the wake of October 7th, 24 million new fake accounts were made. 24 million. I don't know if that was the day after the weeks, but... And I'm sure a lot of fake accounts get made every day, but that was like an insane spike. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of bot farming yeah. going on too right now. Yes, for sure. That's part of like the the war that's being waged on, on social the media. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, it's a, it's a front of the war. Yeah, one thousand percent. So it was just a very interesting moment that took a turn I was not expecting. Wow. Well, I love Sasha. Like come over for Shabbat I love you yeah I wonder what's gonna happen with TikTok honestly I you know like a year ago or months ago there's always this conversation that comes up about like you know on a federal level like banning TikTok because it's like bad for national security right Um, they did say on the call like at the beginning before anybody spoke he you know the thing about China and he was like I can assure you that's not true like Chinese Chinese interests aren't being funneled that's what he said but, like, how and why would that not be true? Right, right. It's a Chinese-owned app. Right. Like, why wouldn't they use it to serve whatever ends? They want it to serve. They, they want it to serve. And then it reminds me of that thing I saw in 60 Minutes that really stuck with me about TikTok, how, of course, you know, they have it in China because it's a Chinese app, but they use it so differently in China because it's targeted towards youth. Right. But all of the content is educational. So you can scroll for X amount of time, but you're watching videos about science, about engineering, about math, about history. Like you're, you're rotting, you're, you're, but you're learning. No, you're not watching people slap each other in the face with a tortilla. Right, and then when you compare it to the content on American TikTok, which is moronic, yeah. it's, it does feel like, hmm, this feels like a, a tool. Right, but it's like I right now miss the moronic use of TikTok. harmless. Because now it's being used in really damaging, harmful ways. 1,000%. But even, but like, but it's been, it's been bad for years. So I don't know what will be. Me neither. Very interesting. Our next story is also crazy. What is it? Diddy is the subject of a NYPD criminal investigation, apparently, and it involves a sexual assault. So Diddy is the subject of a secret NYPD investigation. And although it's unclear if his ex Cassie made the criminal complaint, there is strong evidence it involves sexual assault. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ there's an open case with the MI- at the NYPD with the name Sean Combs. We're told it's an active case, but the case file has been locked, essentially meaning it's a sensitive case where access is restricted. As TMZ reported, Cassie has followed an explosive federal lawsuit which alleges rape and human trafficking, among other accusations. That's insane. TMZ inquired about the case to the NYPD and they responded with this statement. The NYPD takes sexual assault and rape cases extremely seriously and urges anyone who has been a victim to file a police report so we could perform a comprehensive investigation. Uh, so it would we seem know, based like, on the statement. It would seem also that not only is this a sexual assault case, but the NYPD is actively looking for other alleged right. victims. Right. So they're there's like they're not giving us much, but we know yeah. that there is an investigation and 
damn, like human. An investigation and a lawsuit filed by Cassie. Also in this lawsuit, she accuses Diddy of blowing up Kid Cudi's car in um, in 2012. So Diddy allegedly blew up Kid Cudi's car after he discovered Kid Cudi was wooing his former girlfriend Cassie while they were on a break. In the shocking abuse lawsuit that Cassie filed against Diddy, she claims the rapper became so enraged about her new romance that he warned her around the time of Paris Fashion Week in 2012 that he would blow up Cuddy's car. Around that time, Kid Cuddy's car exploded in his driveway. Oh my God. This is like a movie. Yeah. No, this is seriously No, and crazy. human trafficking? Human tra- So, I mean, it could mean any number of right. things, but it could also, you know, passing... Her around. Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's very limited what we know, but like the allegations are extremely severe. Yeah. Oh. And then also I saw this morning that someone else is now coming forward. Oh. Um, His other ex once claimed that he stomped on her stomach and dragged her by his hair. So this is his ex Gina claimed that the rapper stomped on her stomach, punched her in the head during their five year relationship. She goes by the uh, nickname Virginia V. She leveled the allegations in a 2019 interview and oh. that has resurfaced in light of Cassie's bombshell lawsuit against Diddy. I imagine for Cassie to have launched an investigation and the lawsuit, she's probably been keeping a record for a very long time because he's just a very powerful person. And I think people make allegations and probably most of them are true against powerful people and they don't stick unless you have years and years like things that the, the, you know, the public and the police can't ignore. Yeah. Um, and some of the other details from the lawsuit that she filed, where she accused him of rape and repeated physical abuse. Mm. Um, she said that she met him in 2005 when she was only 19. He allegedly began a pattern of abuse and control that included allegedly forcing her to have sex with male prostitutes while he filmed, physically abusing her and supplying her with drugs. She also alleged that he forced his way into her home and raped her towards the end of their longtime relationship in 2018. Holy shit. Like every manner of Of horror, horror, abuse. Oh, fuck this man. Yeah. Ew, like gross hate for life. Yeah, done for canceled. Life. Canceled. Actually canceled. You would hope. Yeah, I know. It's like when someone's so powerful, like he's really such a purveyor of culture and has been famous for so many years, like it's very difficult to act. Like this is a person when we talk about cancel culture, like this is who should be canceled. This is right. a criminal, like a, a, right. a very violent criminal. And it, it's like, you know, Harvey Weinstein right, in the right. sense of like you think this person has so much power. It, they can be taken down. Right, but it takes like it takes everyone. Yeah. Collectively. And Harvey Weinstein, you know, was uh there were criminal charges against him, so he literally was canceled because he's going to jail, you know, or if he's in jail, right. I don't even know. Right. So I Well, so there's the lawsuit of her versus him, but there is also the NYPD criminal investigation. Right. And they are looking for other victims, it seems. I pray for swift justice. Yeah. I'm so sorry that this girl who was 19 had to endure this terrible story. Yeah, terrible, terrible story. And such graphic allegations, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there's even more in the lawsuit. Oh, I'm sure that, and I'm sure because it's it's sensitive, it's sealed. 
There's that, yeah, there's the sealed case, but then also the lawsuit, like, that just scratches the surface. There's a number of incidents. It's incredibly brave, incredibly brave to do this. This is a person who's so well-connected, who's so powerful, who's so wealthy. Yeah. And has been for 20 years. Like, that's, like, that's insane power. Like, those are, that's like an immovable force. Yeah. Very, very brave. And fuck him. Swift justice. Yeah. Our next story, switching gears a little. Ariana Grande supports her boyfriend, Ethan Slater, at the opening night of his musical Spam-A-Lot. No, and he was filmed out of, by TMZ yesterday, leaving the courthouse, like, for his divorce proceedings. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's too much. It's too much. Ariana Grande was spotted supporting her boyfriend, former SpongeBob Ethan Slater, for the opening night of his musical. She was photographed getting- former SpongeBob? Yeah, because he played SpongeBob on Broadway. Yep. Where's the lie? No, there is not a lie. I was just wanting to make sure I heard you right. The songstress was photographed. Unless it's like once you're a SpongeBob, you're always a SpongeBob. Once a Bob, always a Bob. Like kind of like being an Olympian. Like you're not a former Olympian. You're always an Olympian. Right. That's a good question. I guess we'd have to ask the Bob himself. Sound off in the comments. Once a SpongeBob, always a SpongeBob. (laughs) Title. 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 Title Title alert. (laughs) <laughs> the song just was photographed getting out of an SUV as she arrived to watch Spamalot on Broadway. Spamalot? <laughs> you know me. She's British now. Oh, The Crown is out. So excited. But is it the whole season? Netflix doesn't do that to us. Uh, except Love is for blind. Love is Blind. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You just threw me off. Sorry, sorry. She glammed up for the occasion, sporting a black strapless velvet dress, sheer gloves, and pearl earrings. She wore her blonde hair up in a ponytail with a bright lead lip. Yeah, she looked gorgeous. Um, That's not the story. No, 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 it's not. I saw a lot of pictures, like people sneaking pictures of her inside the theater. Very supportive. I guess in a way, I'm glad they're still together. Like, if you're going to blow up his life, like, at least let it be for something, you know? Yeah. I guess she's ready to take her relationship out on the town. They started dating in July and it's November. Okay. So I just, I feel like we need to keep a time, like keep that in mind. So they've been dating, uh, you know, probably six months at this point. And Ari doesn't care. No. And I know we talked about this story like at length when it, when it dropped, but did we make note of Ariana Grande having the worst taste in men? Like, no, like even the guy she married, like who, right. I didn't think he was that cute. Big Sean, yeah. she she had a good uh, eye when she was dating Big Sean. She, yeah. I and feel like they're also, kind of OTP, even though I know he's like literally in a 10-year relationship and they're very happy. And then she was with Ricky, whoever that is. Right, he was the one who encouraged songs her. songs about Ricky. She, he was the one who encouraged her to lick the donuts. That was like her bad gal era. So that's a bad guy. Right. Now I he listen Davidson and Davidson is not a bad guy. No. I don't, like, I, I was talking more like looks. I don't think he's that great. And, mm, Mac Miller is not a bad guy. But I just feel like the crop of men and now this one, I'm like, you're the biggest star in the world. Like, pull a Taylor Swift. Like, do a flip with Travis Kelsey, you know? Pull a Taylor Swift. I hope Taylor's inspiring people. To, like, just go for the obvious choice. Yeah, like, shoot for the moon. Who's sexiest man alive? Him. By the way, it's so funny, because, like, when a really handsome guy, like, dates the most obvious-looking, like, girl who's just, like, a model, honestly, it bothers me. I'm like... Just do, do something crazy, like date a chubby girl, you know? But when a go- girl does it, I love it. Like, go for the hottest thing you can find in your life. 
No, but even if Ari was just dating a male model, like that, that wouldn't do it for me. It would be better. Like, unless it was like, you know, the biggest model like that I've heard of. Yeah, but you couldn't even name one. Who's the biggest male model? I cannot name one. Who's just a model by trade who doesn't act or sing. Who's a male model? I haven't known a male model since I watched Eighth Emotion. Amazing reference. No, I mean that. Most famous. There was that guy for many years who was like Ralph Lauren, Nacho. Oh, and then there's that guy from the Kardashians, 365. What? Or um, that guy from, he was on the Kardashians in Milan. He's not a model. He's an actor. Michelle. I think, Michelle, yeah. Okay. Tell me if you know any of these people. Alton Mason. No. Jordan Barrett. No. Tyson Beckford. That sounds familiar. Yes. And let me know if you know any of them or like. Mark Vanderloo. No. Oh, interesting. Derek Zoolander's name is loosely based on Vanderloo. Okay, so he must have been a big deal. Lucky Blue Smith. Actually, that name sounds familiar. Yes. Oh, Zach Miko. Do you know him? No. He made headlines in 2016. I remember this story making him IMG Models and the fashion industry's first plus size male model star. He's very brawn looking. I actually, I remember that story. um, Is he actually like big? Is he actually famous? No, no. Oh, I thought you were asking if he was actually fat. No, no. Is he he actually a big star? No. Brad and Hudson Kronig. No. Armando Krabal. No, okay, this is fruitless. Okay, Sean O'Pree, and I only know him. He's the model in the Blank Space music video. Okay. Okay, so say he's the biggest male model in the world. If Ari started dating him, I would be into that. Yeah. I can't believe there's not, like, one name that we're, like, missing, you know? Like, the classic, oh, yeah. I mean, like David Beckham is on this list. That's not what no. I'm talking about. Yeah. But all the people, all these lists say the same couple of people, and I've never heard of them. We need to talk more about that. We need to talk more about that. Why is it so hard for male models to break out? Because I feel like male models, when it comes to like spreads and stuff, like they're just background. Like, no, but like there are as many men's companies and brands as there are women's. No, for real. Like, yeah. why don't they become famous? Yeah, like Zenya. Ralph Lauren, anything. Yeah, I feel like there was an era where Ralph Lauren had like a couple of um, classic male models. Brooks Brothers. Ralph Lauren. What is that guy's name that everybody, like, he, I think he was in Gossip Girl. Nacho, yeah. It's like the classic guy. But he says, I'm not a model, I'm a polo player. So weird. Someone needs to look into this. Somebody, like somebody's goal, like somebody needs to become the biggest male model of all time. Because uh, I could name a hundred female models right now. I could name a thousand. From not any one. generation. There was like the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. Like right now. Not one male model. Who not do you think one. is the biggest model in the world right now? Kendall? Probably still Kendall, Yeah. yeah. For. Yeah, but I feel like she, there's we're due for like a. It's. I mean, I think it's Kaya Gerber, but she's still a little green. Yeah, but I feel like there's we're due for like a a new not generation. They're all the same generation, but like a new wave. Yeah, no, they're actually like not all the same age. Like Kaya Gerber's super young. No, but not the same age. But they're still the same generation. Yeah, 
it's like eight years different. Where's like the 16 year old Carly Kloss who was like at prom, got discovered, and the next day went to the Met Gala? Yeah, we're due for some fresh faces. Yeah. And may the industry, may the industry protect them. May. What may was, the industry have learned. What was the story here? Ari supporting Ethan Slater. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's get back to that. Um, I'm not here for it. I'm just going to be negative on this one. Like, why? I mean, I don't think anybody's here for it. It's still a little soon, honestly. I mean, he's literally still in court for his divorce. I saw him yesterday leaving the courthouse. No, like maybe when his daughter goes to college, he could start dating and stepping out with his new woman. But until then, no. No, it's hella disrespectful. It's too soon. Not for them to be dating, because they are obviously dating. It's right. too soon for them to be rubbing everyone's face in it. Publicly, yeah, I completely agree. And I just, maybe I can't get behind this, because like I don't think they're a good couple. and like, I don't like what this for I her. have to imagine they're the most in love couple of all time. I don't think that they are. I think it's so Ari. I think she's just like very whimsical. She, he's like, I'll leave my wife for you. She's like, great. And in a few months, she might change her mind. Like, I think she's just very fly by the seat of her pants type of energy. A little bit destructive, you know? Yeah. If I had to guess. It's a, it's a fair guess. Our next story. Are you ready for it? Is it the next story that's brought to you by Manscaped? Perchance. It is. Manscaped. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Mary Ballsmith from our friends at Manscaped. Ladies, the holidays are approaching, and what, what if I told you that the perfect gift, gift does exist? Santa's helpers have been working hard to bring you Manscaped's brand new performance package 5.0, Ultra for the man in your life who doesn't love the gift of smooth balls featuring the new lawnmower 5.0 ultra ball trimmer watch all his wishes and mistletoe kisses come true the perfect mix of naughty and nice go to manscaped.com and use code toast for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped Performance Package 5.0 is the ultimate bundle for the man who deserves it all. Um, we have the Lawnmower 5.0, the Weed Whacker 2.0, and the Ear and Nose Trimmer, the Manscaped Liquid Formulations, and two free gifts. So the Lawnmower 5.0 is the fifth generation. Ben loves this. Um, he uses it on his face pretty much every day, and the beard trimmings get everywhere, but that's my problem. It's a standard trimmer for taking the little hair off the top. It has a foil blade for him to go that smooth finish. The Lawnmower 5.0 Body Trimmer, and then also the Weed Whacker Nose and ear hair trimmer that's a gift for you as well don't forget the gift doesn't stop there the bundle comes with two free gifts a pair of manscaped boxers and the shed 2.0 toiletry bag oh i love that toiletry bag get 20 percent off and free shipping with code toast at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code toast gift him manscaped and unwrap your favorite present this year thank you manscaped for sponsoring today's episode that's also another great one for a secret santa if you want to keep it under a certain amount there's a bunch of guys in your secret santa and you get a guy that's a good one Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. And you can do it all in one place and all on your terms. So whatever reason you might be wanting for starting a website, Squarespace has a product feature to support your website. So you can upload an asset library. You'll be able to upload, organize, and access all your content from one place with the new asset library. And you're able to manage all your files from one central hub and use them across Squarespace, Squarespace's platform. You can sell custom merch on a Squarespace website. You can sell your products on an online store. They have flexible website templates. So you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. And then customize your look, update your content, and add features to it that fit your unique needs. They also have email campaigns, a fluid engine, and a point of sale. So you can sell in person by connecting a Square, Square Reader to the Squarespace app, and you'll be able to keep your orders, your inventory, and your customer data in sync 
all within your online store. So it's 2023, girl, get a website and don't make it janky. Make it with Squarespace. It'll look professional. It'll look like you paid someone a lot of money to do it. But our little secret, it was just you and Squarespace. So if you're a photographer, a videographer, you want to create a portfolio online. If you're a graphic designer, Squarespace is great for that. If you have a side hustle, you want to do e-commerce, Squarespace is also great for that. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash toast to save 10% percent off your per- first purchase of a website or a domain thank you la you're welcome pa our next story yes fans demand to know if rapper snoop dogg is okay after he announced he will stop smoking weed so snoop dogg posted saying quote i'm giving up smoke he said after much consideration and conversation with my family i've decided to give up smoke please respect my privacy at this time so of course people are saying you know a world snoop without smoke is like earth without water of course other people are saying that maybe he's launching a line of edibles or vapes. Okay. Love that idea. Because he didn't say I'm giving up weed, even though right. I don't think he talks like I, that. But I think he calls it smoke. Yeah, I think people, you know, in the know call it that. But it could be a play on words because this is a brilliant marketing move. Just absolutely brilliant. Because I don't, I think if Snoop Dogg ever wanted to stop smoking weed, like go off King, we love that. Um, I don't think he would share it, honestly, because it's such an integral part of his brand and he's built, you know, a real business off of being that guy. And let's say he did stop smoking. I think he would probably never tell us. He would just keep pretending, you know, smoking tobacco or whatever. Like, I, I don't I don't think he would actually tell us. I don't think this is like a, a transparent move. I, I do. I, I like that. I like that idea. I think if he decided to stop in, part- engaging with, with the smoke? Marijuana completely. I think he would tell people because I think he's an authentic, genuine guy. I don't know. I don't think when he it's would such live an a lie. integral part of your brand. But when you're, I think for some people, it's like my brand is me. Whatever decisions I make are on brand for me because that is me. And I think he is a, a genuine creator. I do. No, I love the call about edibles. Like it's. But I think it's that. He's giving up smoke. Here are my brownies. Yeah, because this made waves especially within the smoke community yeah when was the last time you smoked pot what a great question i'm gonna probably need your help maybe like maybe during covid oh really once yeah remember that one time we got together i can't remember if i participated though i know other people were smoking where were we i can't say oh because you don't remember because you were high? <laughs> no, I remember everything. I can't remember. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I actually don't think I smoked during COVID because I was vaping more so. Mm. I can't remember the last time. I, I feel like the, maybe it was like even that Coachella 2019. That's what I was going to say. Or Stagecoach. Oh, yeah. Then two weeks later, yeah, we had a grand old time. But then I feel like I would have smoked again because I had such a good time. And then I would have like had a bad... Been like, oh, I don't yeah, want your to last time anymore. had to have been a bad time. Not bad, but just like enough for me to be like, this isn't for me. Yeah, I think my last time smoking pot, maybe ever, was Bonnui. When was that? When did that clip go viral? Three to four months ago. I thought you were going to say years. <laughs> no, you just say everything is three to four months. Maybe like a year. More than a year, actually, because I know I was pretty fat in that clip. So, <laughs> yeah. And that was the last time. I feel like you smoked recently. No, I like I don't. I feel like you're. You're kind of always smoking. Really? (laughs) No. No, I really don't like pot, like, at all. 
It makes yeah, me, me very neither. paranoid. It's just not my personality. Like if I want to chill, like I'll just go read. I, I, don't I need no help in the chill department. It, yeah, that's how I feel. Right. Like I would be more likely to take like ecstasy because, you know, getting up is hard for me, you know? Getting it up is hard for you. Getting it up. Yeah. No, like I, I need energy. I don't need, I, I need drugs for energy. I don't need drugs for like chilling. Yeah. Like if I have the opportunity to chill, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. No, but if somebody wants to go out all night, like, all right, I'm going to need someone to like crush up an Adderall or something. Right. I also like don't need at this point, man, like I don't want to be out of my own mind. Yeah. No, I mean, you have children to care for like that. I understand. No, but I, that's how I felt about drinking at a certain point too. Like, like people drink to take the edge off. Like I like my edges, you know, I don't want to be blurry. No, I agree. I, I'm like the, just personality wise, like the opposite of someone who like wants or needs pot. Like, uh, I don't know what to call pot. Every time we talk about pot, everybody makes fun of us. Like, what do people call it? Smoke? Smoke. Why don't we talk like Snoop? Smoke. I'm just the opposite type of person, the way my brain is wired for smoke. Like, I agree. I very much like to be in control. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Except for I don't... those few times. Why do we enjoy it so much at Stagecoach and Coachella. Well, there's something about being so far from home. So it's you're in the desert, like you're so far removed. There's music, there's drinks, there's lights, there's vibes. Like, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I, actually, I know. You know what? By the way, the last That's time. That's a situation where like I can't bring myself to chill out. It's very like high strung. Like it's actually the perfect vibe. Okay. By the way, I just remember the last time I smoked pot was at Stagecoach. Like somebody was passing it around during Luke Bryan. And I was like, if not now, when? And I had drank, I had drank all day. This year. This year. I had drank all day. So I figured like it wouldn't hit me that much. And of course, like I'm watching Luke Bryan perform and I'm like paranoid about it. Like it wasn't even enjoyable. That's the last time. And that's why I haven't smoked in a long time. Cause it wasn't enjoyable. Got it. Those two times when we were in 2019 were hysterical. Hysterical. It also just depends like where you are, the vibes. It also depends on the pot itself. Yeah. No, I that would love, just... I would love to be the type of person who like after a really fucking horrible day, like could just wind down with some pot. Like how great would that be? But I'll just end up paranoid, for, like sleep terribly and eat a shit ton. But I, if you're able to wind down without pot then why would you want to be the type no, of person? like if I had a very hard stressful day and like I can't unwind and like I'm just feeling people feel anxious and then smoke yeah I'm like no no I am I smoke and then I feel anxious so when you feel anxious what do you do like complain take a bath Papa Zan no I don't really um I just drink in my heyday I think drinks. maybe I was a little bit more you know open to things but everything makes me paranoid now even the Xanax? Friendly I fire? I don't take Xanax. I haven't taken Xanax in years and I miss it. I just, I just, I don't know why I don't feel compelled. But also, you know, I don't want to jinx it. I've had like a pretty good, you know, like two years in terms of like mental health. So like, I haven't needed it. That's good. But I was definitely taking Xanax a lot during COVID. I mean, who wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Ooh, that was a nice clear of the throat. And also, I would have to take Xanax more when I used to drink. Yes, same. So I could sleep off the hangover. Yeah, and the moral hangover. Of course. And the anxiety. Oh, my God. I like. Do you miss it? It's just, it's a vicious cycle. No, I don't. Okay. I'm off the sauce. We will be getting you drunk one night on vacation. Okay, that's fine. Just bring And Xanax. we will take care of you the next day. We'll watch, oh. we'll watch the kids. Like, we'll do everything. Actually, I was going to say, I haven't taken Xanax like in years because I've either been pregnant or, or nursing. But then Chantal did tell me I could take 
Xanax while breastfeeding. Don't tell me that. Go but also, I wouldn't want, again, I don't want to be out of my own mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see about that vacation plan. Okay. Maybe some drinks. Okay. Our fifth and final story is kind of a story we've been waiting for for 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And today's the day. Ted, the series oh my is God. coming to Peacock. I saw this on your Instagram. You broke the news. For, you know who broke the news for me? Who? Cade posted oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. For fans of the Ted movies, a new series focused on the events in the years before the movies is coming to Peacock early next year. Set in 1993, the Ted series acts as a prequel to the two comedy movies featuring the titular talking teddy bear. Okay. Ted prequel. Seth MacFarlane is the series director, executive producer, writer, and co-showrunner. So it's 93. How old is Ted and Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg is probably the age he was like when he got Ted. Like, so maybe like eight. Oh, oh, oh. So Mark Wahlberg's not in it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I guess he's going to be older because in the movie a couple of years ago, he's 30. Yeah. So let's say he's 35 now. How old were people in 1993 who are currently 35? Oh, wow, Claudia, you didn't tell me there's going to be a pop quiz today. <laughs> no, totally. I don't know. Uh, but no, you're right. He's not in the cast of characters like his character is, but not. I have a hot Mark. take. Like, I don't think I think that the franchise could go on without Mark Wahlberg. Like, I honestly find him a little annoying in the movies. I agree. Like, Ted is the star. Like, let's stop pretending he's not. Yeah, no, it's all about Ted. Like, this is not make or break. It's going to be a seven episode series. And looks I like feel- I'm signing up for Peacock. I feel very seen. I feel so happy that the franchise lives on. And I think as a society, we have failed Seth MacFarlane in not in not bolstering and like boosting this franchise into like it should be as big as Marvel. Like it's the most brilliant, well done, f- actually funny. Not haha. It's actually funny. Yeah. And we, I mean, I'm not talking about me because you and I supported the shit out of that franchise, but everyone else, you guys failed comedy. You guys failed Ted. You guys failed Seth MacFarlane. And I think we collectively owe him an apology that he's now having to do like a seven episode series at Peacock when there should be be a third blockbuster film with a premiere as big as Captain Marvel. Okay. I agree that we need Ted three. It should be bigger than Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like, Ted is bigger than Barbie to me. Ted, greater than, greater than Barbie. Barbie. But I don't feel like the movies were not a success. I think they were very much a success. It just was so long ago that no, we've forgotten. I actually don't think they would be considered, like, gangbusters. I think they would be gangbusters. Let me look it up. Box office numbers. I feel like... Oh, Ted grossed $218 million in North America and $330 million overseas for a gross of $550 against a budget of $50 million. Success. Let's check Ted 2. I can't, I don't know if it would be better or worse. I think it would be worse. Half. So Ted grossed $80 million in North America and $135 million in other territories for a total of $216 million. And they had a bigger budget. They had $68 million this time. Oh, that's hard. I struggle with Ted, too. Yeah. Because Mila Kunis isn't in it? And because it's just like, it wasn't 
great enough. It wasn't great enough. And I and I think Mila Kunis not being in it was a plot hole. And Amanda Seyfried like wasn't the replacement Wait, for Amanda me. Seyfried. What was the plot of Ted too? Like Ted's getting his rights because um you know Fresh Cakes guy wants to steal him. Honestly, I don't even remember. Yikes. Maybe no, the, the guy, you know, the guy who wanted to kidnap Ted, Fresh Cakes. Fresh Cakes, of course. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me And of by the way, he's also one of the people who signed that letter for Danny Masterson, lest we not forget. Fresh Cakes. Fresh Cakes. Anyway, so he goes to the CEO of Hasbro and is like, you know, Ted is property. We should be able to make a million. Like, I want to, we should Clone. be able to recreate Ted. Let's get Ted back from john bennett and then ted has to go to the supreme court and advocate like why he should have rights and why he's not property mm, that's not great and like amanda seyfried is their uh civil rights lawyer okay yeah <laughs> maybe maybe not but ted one is the greatest piece of art literally of, of our time and i need to watch it again wait i need to add it to the list of movies yeah we need to rewatch. Re it's so good it's I went so to New York bad. once in 1981 and I just did not feel safe. We need Seth MacFarlane on the toast. I married the wrong woman. And, and now I lead, I lead a life, life of, of regret. regret. So no, good. My voice today sounds really good for that. It line. does. It does. Do it again. I won't interrupt you this time. Cool. Thanks. I married the wrong woman. And now I lead a life of regret. No, that scene is so funny when he's like pretending to be all the fish. Yeah, what the fish are thinking. It's I went to New York once in 1981 and I just did not feel safe. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh my God, I'm joyous over this. I will yeah. be watching, of course. We should watch the other Seth MacFarlane show. Or Family Guy? Family Guy, yeah. Like that's the one. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Orville. Oh, yeah, like sci-fi. It's Seth. Do you think Seth MacFarlane's hot? Yeah. Me too. Like, I think he's really hot, but I think it's, you know, oh, so a combination of his looks. His insides influencing his outsides. Yeah, no, and the influence he's had on the culture. Wait, but now I need to look at a picture of him, like, objectively. Right. Like, just, right. like, looking at eyes, nose, face. Me too. But he literally like looks like his characters. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> also, yeah. are, he kind of looks like Taylor Lautner. Yeah, he does. I, I think, think he's he hot. He looks so different. Yeah. I think he's hot, but I think definitely like his insides color his outsides. And you love that. I mean, everyone's insides color their outsides. It's true. That's why I'm so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually met Seth MacFarlane. I can't remember if he was nice. I'm sure he was. I would have remembered if he was like nasty. So yeah, I, he was you probably would not. You wouldn't support him all these right. years. No, he was probably lovely. And you met Ted. And I've met the real Ted. I have. The bear. She's seen the bear. I've seen the bear many times. And I've like, I've guffawed over it so many times. I keep hoping like it'll be given to me as a gift. You're like, oh, I know but how much it meant to you. Here, take it. You do know? you not think that on set they had like multiple Teds? Like they really only have one bear? No. So I think that they have multiple bears. But I believe that the bear that I came in contact with was the bear used in the studio for CGI. Like they didn't need a million in oh, the studio. Right. Like Ted wasn't on set, Jackie. <laughs> CGI. Yikes. <laughs> you okay? CGI, right. 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 
So that's our show. That is our show, our final of the week. Hope everybody enjoyed it and hope everybody has a joyous, blessed weekend filled with holiday cheer. And the amazing news is that the next time we see you guys, merch will be available. Yes. So it's shoptoastmerch.com. It'll be live at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We are launching two different sets. They both come with matching sweatpants. Jackie's wearing the Wenchy Lights. I am wearing the Wenchy Reindeer. I am wearing a size medium for a more fitted look. But of course, oversized is still is still cool. Like I could also do a large. What size are you wearing? I'm wearing extra large. It's too big on me. Oh. I'm a, I never thought I'd say those words about mm-hmm. anything large if I wanted oversized I should have gone with large and keep in mind that it is pre-order so it's not going to sell out we're going to leave it up probably for two whole days so everybody can place their orders get everything they want in terms of sizing and then we will close the store and start producing the sweatshirts and shipping out your orders so also it's worth noting that these sweatshirts and sweatpants are not are not the same as any that we've made before we have launched by the way we have done a completely complete revamp of our merch we have moved companies we have moved vendors we have moved everything so this is much higher quality yeah so these sweatshirts and sweatpants are not like comparable to like a different set if it's not going to be the same quality or fit like these are far superior in my opinion and I'm really excited for you guys to get your hands on them yes so totally new merch totally new everything we're trying to keep the prices it's more expensive stuff that we're using we are trying to keep the prices as low as possible but it will be more expensive than our last draw yeah so just keep that in mind um but the quality is there and it's like the coziest thing I wore my one set all day yesterday and I was just in heaven me too and it's really warm yeah that's our show you guys thank you so much for listening to the but not not that heavy thick Uh, again it's not comparable to anything else but when you say really warm it's not the same as the redheads one redheads are how you dern yeah we're like a thick stock yeah this This is is not thick stock it's actually pretty thin thin. but it's not thin because thin would be like the second redheads collection yeah Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's thicker than that. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, Tune, Stitcher, Public Radio, Wire, Cast Box, all the places, Webby's and Podcasts, Finance, Toast, Leave a Five Star Review, Better, Beautiful, Sending, and Wickedly Talented. We are. (gasps) I did it all in one breath today. She still got it. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye.